0: We've been teaching some on the subject of our authority in Christ as believers, and every believer has authority, and they can exercise that right of authority every day of their life. Now, here in this particular passage, it says, first of all, in verse 5, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. The mind that is referenced here is talking about an attitude of humility. So he says in verse 6, "...who being the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, understanding that Jesus was God. He was God in heaven. He uh, is the Son of God, but He's also God. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit." And so Jesus was manifest in the flesh, and He was God manifest in the flesh, according to Timothy. So Jesus being God manifest in the flesh... But yet, it says, he thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but in verse 7, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. So he humbled himself and took on a body of flesh and blood. He uh, took on a natural human body and was uh, made as a servant. Uh, and so he humbled himself and certainly to come from heaven and, uh, be seated, seated on the throne in heaven and then come down here and get in a human body. That is, hum, uh, humbling. Uh, he did have to humble himself to do that, to say the least. So he came to this earth. He got in a body of flesh and blood. We know from Hebrews, actually, we've looked at it in our study of authority Hebrews chapter 2, he took on a body of flesh and blood, and uh, like we have, he took on this body of flesh and blood and went through death. And by going through death, he destroyed him that had the power of death, that is the devil. So one of the purposes of him uh, getting in a, a body was so that he could die for us as our substitute. And so he died in our place, he went through death, meaning that he came out on the other side. Uh, he was raised again. He was raised to life again. And by doing that, he destroyed him that had the power of death, that is the devil, and delivered us who through fear of death were all our lifetimes subject to bondage. So he went through death and delivered us from Satan's authority, Satan's power, and we are in the kingdom of God if we put our faith in Jesus Christ. Amen? So he took on a body. He became a servant, was made in the likeness of men, verse 8, and being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. So being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself. So he humbled himself further and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Obedient to death, meaning that he was obedient to the will of the Father. Remember, in the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus Christ was praying before his crucifixion, and he said, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. The cup he was uh, referring to there is the cup of death or the cup of suffering. So he took that bitter cup of suffering and death, and he paid the price on the cross for you and for me. Thank God he did. But... He was praying, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. He said, nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. Nevertheless, not my will or not the, what I, did, I want, but what you desire, what you want. What is the will of God? Well, three times he prayed that prayer. Not my will, but thy will be done. And Jesus was agonizing in the choosing of going to the cross. But he chose to obey the will of God. Now we know it was the will of God because uh, in the uh, in John chapter three verse sixteen it said, "For God what so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him would not perish but what have everlasting life." So it was the will of God for him to go to the cross because Jesus. Uh, needed to die in order to redeem us from our sin and bring us back to God so that we could receive eternal life, eternal life being God's gift. And so Jesus was willing to go to the cross. He laid down his will to choose the Father's will. And here it says he was obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Now, the death of the cross was a death of an accursed man. The scriptures teach uh, that those were cursed that hung on a cross. In fact, Jesus, speaking of Jesus in Galatians 3 and 13, it says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. So Jesus was made a curse. He was made sin, and he was made our curse for us on the cross. He took our curse. He tasted our death. Well, in doing that, what he was doing was redeeming us from death, redeeming us from sin, redeeming us from the curse. So he was obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. The death of the cross, again, being the death of an accursed man. So he took our curse. He died the death of a sinner. He paid the price for sinners. But when he did that, it says in verse 9, Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him, and given him a name which is above every name. So his willingness to humble himself, go to the cross, die in our place, suffer in our stead as our substitute. uh, Because he was willing to do that, it says God exalted him and gave him a name which is above every name. Praise the Lord forever. The name of Jesus is above every name. Now, in our past study, we saw in Ephesians chapter 1 that the power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead raised him up far above all principality, all power, all might, and dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this world, but in the world to come. So the, the resurrection of Christ, he not only died, but he came alive. Hallelujah. He not only paid the price for our sin, but he came out again. Hallelujah. He came out of death into life, and he was raised from the dead. And in his resurrection, the power of God raised him far above all principality, power, might, dominion, and every name that is named. So everything has a name. You would understand you have a name. Everything around you has a name. If it doesn't have a name, you give it a name. Why? Because you want to identify it. And so it says that his name is above every name, far above every name that is named in this world and in the world to come, speaking of heaven. And so therefore, we have a name that's been given to us as believers, the name of Jesus, that we can exercise the authority of Jesus Christ. We're instructed by Jesus, he said, "Whatever you ask the Father in my name, he'll give it to you. Whatever you ask in my name." So, when you pray, you are using the name of Jesus. We see in Acts chapter 2 or Acts chapter 3 when Peter was going into the temple. What what did he do? There was a lame man there laid at the gate beautiful. When he was going into the temple, the lame man was asking for alms. He was asking for money. He was begging. And Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And immediately the man got up Hallelujah. And he walked through the temple. It says he was walking and leaping and praising God. So it would be appropriate to leap and to praise God in the temple. Especially if God's done something for you. Hallelujah. I mean, if God's done a miracle in your life, you want to praise him for it. And so in this case, uh, he used the name of Jesus and the authority of the name of Jesus caused that man to be healed. The book of Acts also says there is, is no other name under heaven whereby men must be saved. So there's no name that's higher than that name. Praise God forever. Romans 10 says that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So just calling on the name of Jesus, just speaking the name of Jesus can cause you to come out of Satan's bondage into God's kingdom. Hallelujah. Can come right out of darkness into light. You can come right out of uh, sin into a right standing with God by simply believing on Jesus, confessing Jesus with your mouth and calling on the name that is above every name. And you know the devil can't hold you in darkness. He can't hold you in his kingdom. Uh, it, when you uh, accepted Jesus and called on the. name of jesus immediately you were transferred out of darkness into light satan couldn't stop it why because of the authority of the name of jesus the power that was in the name brought you right out of darkness into light hallelujah to jesus so he says again he's exalted him and given him a name which is above every name in this world we saw from ephesians and in the world to come Verse 10, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. Of things in heaven, things in earth, and things under the earth. Things in heaven, things in earth, and things under the earth. So heaven, earth, and hell has to bow to the name of Jesus. Praise God. There is no other name higher than that name. At the name of Jesus, heaven bows. Now it says things... In heaven, in earth, and under the earth. Another translation, Amplified, says must bow rather than should bow. I like that stronger language, don't you? Uh, That heaven must bow, earth must bow, hell must bow to the name of Jesus. Then the Rotherham's translation says things are beings. So beings in heaven, beings in the earth, and beings under the earth. Whether beings or things. They must bow to the name of Jesus. So angels bow to that name. Angels in heaven bow to the name of Jesus. You know, when you speak the name of Jesus, angels show up on the scene. Glory to God. When you speak the word in the name of Jesus, the scripture says that they hearken, angels hearken to the voice of his word. When you as a believer are just speaking the word and speaking the name of Jesus, angels show up on the scene. You know, the Scripture says that they're ministering spirits sent forth to minister for those who are heirs of salvation. So angels just show up. Peter says that uh, this is a salvation the angels desire to look into. I mean, they're just interested. They're they're just uh, uh, wanting to come to see what you're talking about. When you talk about Jesus and you speak the name of Jesus and we talk, when you talk about salvation, when you talk about redemption, angels just show up, fly in, check you out. What's going on? What are they talking about? You know, that's what the scripture says. So, you know, I believe the Bible. When you're speaking the word angels, show up on the scene. You say, do you see them? Well, you could possibly, but most of the time you won't. Amen. And uh, so angels are there, and they're ministering for you, and they hearken to the voice of his word, and they, uh, when you speak the name of Jesus, well, then people on the earth must bow their knee to the name of Jesus. I'm reminded of a story where uh, this uh, lady, she was actually a cocktail waitress here in Las Vegas, and and. uh she was in, a, in someone else's house, and uh, someone came to visit that individual. And when they came in, you know, this particular lady was uh, uh, strung out on drugs, and she had all kinds of drug problems. And so when she came into the house, she, uh, this lady looked at her and said, You know, lady, I don't know what's wrong with you, but Jesus loves you. And just, she said when that lady just spoke the name of Jesus, it went right into her. Just by simply saying, Jesus loves you, it went right into her, and it changed her life. She, got, she, she spoke that name of Jesus, called on the name of Jesus, and accepted Jesus Christ, and she got delivered from drugs and alcohol and got delivered uh, from sin and just came to Jesus, and God transformed her life. Hallelujah. Just by the power of the name of Jesus. You know, that's why the devil likes for people to abuse that name. And speak that name with cursing and slang. Why? Because there's power in that name on the lips of a believer. He wants to d- diminish the power of the name. But when a believer speaks the name of Jesus, there's power in that name. Hallelujah. Well, then hell must bow. I just told you earlier, when a person accepts Jesus and calls on the name of Jesus, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. No demon in hell can stop him. No demon can stop them from coming out of darkness into light. When they believe on Jesus, they get saved, and Satan just has to drop his hands. Why? Because there's authority in the name of Jesus. Well, if that's true for someone who comes to Jesus and believes on Jesus, what do you think about if you are already a believer and you dare to speak the name of Jesus Christ in the face of your adversary, in the face of the devil? If the devil sticks his head up and wants to uh, put a test on you or try you or pressure you, thank God you have the ability to take the name of Jesus that's high above every name. If it's a circumstance in your life, if it's a mountain in your life, if the devil's trying to put uh, obstacles in your way, thank God you can speak to that mountain in the name of Jesus. You can speak to that obstacle in the name of Jesus, and it has to remove itself and be cast into the sea. Why? Because of the authority of the name that's above every name. That mountain has a name. That situation has a name. Go ahead and name it and don't claim it. Hallelujah. Name it and speak to it. Command it to leave. Amen. Say that you have to go and you have to depart and tell the devil he can't have any part of your life, have any place in your life. Give no place to the devil. Take your position and your authority as a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. You have authority, but it must be exercised. So demons have to bow their knee to the name of Jesus. Glory to God forever. You know, Jesus, it says about him that he spoke and demons left. He just simply said, come out. Or he just told them to leave. And when they did, when he did, they did. Amen? The madman at Gadara, you know, he was, he was cutting himself. He was living in tombs. He was unclothed. But you know what? When, he, when Jesus came along, he got delivered. He, he came to his right mind, and he put some clothes on. If you're in your right mind, you'll put some clothes on, too. <laughs> Amen? And so, but he quit cutting himself, and he evangelized. He went and preached the gospel. Glory to God. I mean, immediately, he just turned around and told what Jesus has done for him. You know what? You don't have to be a a seminary student or you don't have to be a graduate of a Bible school to be able to tell somebody what Jesus has done for you. You can get up and speak about Jesus right after you get saved. The Apostle Paul, I mean, he just got saved and he was preaching the gospel. They had to let him out of the city in a basket. Sure, because they wanted to kill him. Now, he was, he was on his way to kill Christians, but when he met Jesus, he just turned totally around and started preaching Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Then they tried to kill him. But thank God he preached the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's the power of God unto salvation to whoever believes it. Anybody can believe on Jesus, and whoever will, he said, "'Call on the name of Jesus shall be saved.'" Think about the power of the name of Jesus. It doesn't matter how bad you've been or how how terrible you've been or what you've done in sin. Thank God when you come to Jesus, God sets you free. God washes you clean, makes you whole. And the devil can't stop it. Now, he can can hinder you from saying yes to Jesus if you allow him to, but he can't stop you if you choose Jesus. Amen. Somebody say, thank God for the name. At the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven, things in earth, and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. You know, everybody's going to confess one day. I mean, there's going to be a reckoning time, and everybody's going to have to stand before God, and everybody's going to have to acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord. But for some, it'll be too late because they didn't do it here. So the key is do it right here when you have a choice. Today you have a choice. But then you just have to do it regardless. Because when you get in the presence of God, you're just going to have to bow down and acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord. Every knee must bow. But the key is you do it now. Confess Jesus is Lord now. Let the devil go somewhere else. Praise God. Worship Jesus now with your life. Give your life to Jesus by choice. Choose to know him. Choose to love him. Choose to submit your life to him. And when you do, it'll change your life forever. Praise God forever. Now let's turn over to uh, Matthew chapter 28. Matthew 28, we'll look at verse 18. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. This is after the resurrection of Jesus Christ, after he died, after he was buried, and after he was raised again. He's talking to his disciples, and in talking to them, he said, all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Now, other translations render it rather than power, render it authority, which is actually a better translation of the word. And so, in this case, he said, all authority is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Well, if all authority is given unto Jesus, then that means the devil doesn't have any. Because all means all, correct? If he has all authority, then the devil has none. Satan has no authority over your life. When you get saved or you put Jesus first in your life and give your life to Jesus Christ, Satan has no right of authority. He has no place unless you give it to him. That's why the Bible tells you, give no place to the devil. So he has no authority in your life. You just need to exercise your authority. Now he says, all authority is given unto me in what? In heaven and in earth. Now we just saw that the name of Jesus is high above every name in heaven, in earth, and in hell. Then we saw in Ephesians chapter 1 that the name of Jesus is high above every name. It's, it, when he was raised from the dead, he was raised far above all principality, power, might, dominion, and every name that is named in this world and in the world to come. So then, uh, in this world, you can exercise authority in the name of Jesus. Because in the next verse, he said, first, all authority is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Well, that's good, but what about me? What about you? Next verse. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. In other words, he delegated authority to you. Every believer has authority. Now then some may say, well, this is the apostles here. Well, he was speaking to the apostles, but the apostles wrote this down. And it's written for your sake. Then, of course, over in Mark chapter 16, he said... He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. These signs shall follow those that believe in my name. They'll cast out devils, speak with new tongues, take up serpents, drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. Lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. He said that in the name of Jesus, every believer, well, that's good news, isn't it? So that means you. Every believer can exercise authority over the devil. So you don't have to be afraid of the devil. You have authority over him. Go ye therefore teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. So he said, go teach them what I've taught you. Go teach them what I've commanded you. And he said, and I'm with you. I'm with you. So he delegated authority to them, and he said, I'm with you. You know, when you exercise authority in the name of someone who sent you, then it's like they're with you. They are backing you when you go. And so God is backing you. That's why he said, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. God's backing you. Whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. So if you will exercise your authority, God will be with you. God will stand with you, and you can exercise your authority in the name of Jesus, and demons must bow their knee. Demonic forces must bow. To the name of Jesus Christ. Fear must bow to the name of Jesus Christ. Confusion must bow to the name of Jesus Christ. Sickness must bow, because he said every name that is named. Sickness must bow. Cancer must bow to the name of Jesus Christ. Praise God forever. Tumors must bow to the name of Jesus Christ. You have authority over sickness and disease. Glory to God. Poverty must bow. Lack must Bow. God is your shepherd, and you shall not lack. Amen. So speak the word in the name of Jesus. Take the authority that God has given to you. Exercise your right and your privilege, and the devil must bow his knee. Circumstances must bow their knee. All things are possible to those who will simply believe and speak what they believe and act like they believe it and see it come to pass, and they'll receive it. Hallelujah. So God is a good God. You might as well enjoy his goodness and his blessing He's already done it for you so that you can exercise your right and privilege and your authority as a believer in Jesus Christ. Can you say amen? Amen. Turn with me, please, to James chapter 4 and verse 6. James chapter 4 and verse 6. But he giveth more grace, wherefore he saith, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. Grace is God's riches at Christ's expense. It's God showing his favor and his blessing in your life when you didn't earn it. But it says he gives more grace, wherefore he saith, God resisteth the proud, but gives grace to the humble. So if you want a greater measure of the grace of God in your life, then be humble. Now, Jesus set an example for us. He thought it not robbery to be equal with God, made himself of no reputation, took upon him the form of a servant, was made in the likeness of men, humbled himself, and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore, God also hath exalted him, highly exalted him, and given him a name above every name. In other words, when he humbled himself, God exalted him. When you humble yourself, God will exalt you. He said he gives more grace to the humble. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Skip down to verse 10. Humble yourselves in the sight of God, and he shall what? Lift you up. Humble yourselves in the sight of God, and he will lift you up. Now, in verse The Spirit God has already raised you and seated you together with Christ in heavenly places far above all principality and power. God's already done that for you in Christ. When you get in Christ, you're raised and seated far above all principality and power. But not only uh, are are we raised and seated there, we can also exercise, exercise our authority from that place. And if we walk in humility before God and we submit ourselves to God, then we have a greater ability to exercise the authority that God has graced us with. Hallelujah to Jesus. Let's go back to verse 7. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. So it's understood here that God's not going to resist the devil for you. No, he said, you submit to God, didn't he? Submit, therefore, to God. Submit yourselves. He didn't say, I will submit you. He said, submit yourselves. No one else can do that for you. No one else can humble you. Now, they may have done something to embarrass you and you felt humbled, but that's not necessarily humility. Humility is a choice, that you choose to humble yourself have a meek and quiet spirit and attitude, and you humble yourself before God. And when you humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, the Scripture says He will exalt you in due time. So when you humble yourself and you submit yourself to God, one of the ways that you humble yourself is you submit yourself to God. Well, when you submit yourself to God, then you would submit yourself to the Word of God. Because sometimes we make things so mystical. In other words, we kind of think, well, I'm just going to humble myself and I'm going to submit to God. In what way? Because, you know, you may think you're being humble and you may not be humble at all. You may think it's uh, uh, being humble by saying, well, you know, this bad thing has happened to me and I just believe God wants me to have this and I'm just going to humble myself and I'm just going to let this be this way because I believe this is God's will. No, 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 that's not being humble. Humbling yourself is believing the Bible, submitting yourself to God, and you can know whether or not you're submitted to God by knowing what the Bible tells you to do. You don't have to wonder if you're submitted to God. You can look at the Scripture. If the Scripture tells you to do something and you're doing it, then you're humbling yourself. If if the Scripture tells you uh, uh, to uh, resist sin and and don't give any place to it, then you're humbling yourself, right? If it tells you to uh, 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 love your brother... Or love your sister. Walk in love toward them. Have a, a, a good attitude, a positive attitude. And you do that, then you're humbling yourself. If it tells you to forgive, even those that have cursed you or hurt you, and you forgive, then you're humbling yourself. Praise God forever. If it tells you to resist the devil, and you resist the devil, then you're humbling yourself. Whatever the Bible tells you is the will of God. Then... You're obeying God, and you're submitting to God when you submit to his word. Now, sometimes people think, well, if you're humble, then you're just not real bold. Well, I think just the opposite. Because if you've humbled yourself to God and submitted yourself to God, it gives you an element of boldness against the enemy gives you an element of boldness and authority that you can exercise your authority in a greater level because you've submitted yourself to God. You're walking in humility before God and you've submitted yourself to his word and therefore you exercise your authority in Jesus Christ and in his name, praise the Lord. The righteous, the scripture says, are as bold as a lion. When Paul wrote to Timothy, he said, God's not giving you the spirit of fear. Well, other translations said God has not given you a spirit of cowardice. You know, you don't have to be a coward, and you don't have to bow down to the devil. Thank God. And you don't have to bow down to sin, and you don't have to bow down to Satan, and you don't have to bow down to sickness, and you don't have to bow down to fear, and you don't have to bow down to whatever the devil is trying to do against your life. When the devil comes to test you, tempt you, and try you, thank God, greater is he that's in you than he that's in this world. You just need to get bold about your faith in God. Resist the devil. Submit to God. Your ability to resist is directly related to your ability to submit. If you're submitted first to God, then you can effectively resist the devil. When the devil comes barking at your heels, then you just need to turn around and say, Get. You know, I uh, jog and walk for exercise, and so... You know, when I'm out, especially if I have my dog, dogs like to chase, chase after other dogs. And they like to just nag them and harass them. And sometimes dogs, even if you don't have your dog, they'll just come follow you. But especially if you have a dog. And so they want to follow you. But I'm not afraid of the dog. I turn around and tell him to get. If it doesn't get, I pick up something. Give him a little, give him a little uh, more to look at. Help him with his choosing. You know, sometimes you need, to, you need to get bold with the devil. Get the stick of the word out, praise God. Speak the word, declare the word, and just tell him to get out of your life. Amen. Resist the devil. And he'll do what? Flee from you. Flee. That means he'll run from you in terror. You know, a thief, they don't hang around when the policemen show up with the sirens. The devil's a thief. Some of you have some experience. Thank God you got saved. Hallelujah. Thank God you got delivered. You know, when you're breaking the law and the police show up, you want to get. You're not going to hang around to get to meet them. You know, it's not like they're your celebrity or something. You wanted to meet them. No, you're leaving town right now. Leaving the bank right now. Leaving that house right now. Leaving the uh, convenience store right now. You're not going to hang around to see what they have to say. Why? Because you're a thief. If you're a murderer, you're going to flee the scene. Well... We need to catch the devil at his works. Amen? If he comes to steal from you, he comes to rob from you, he comes to destroy your life, if he comes to kill, thank God you can stand up and say, no way, not here, in Jesus' name. I take authority over you. I break your power in Jesus' name and command you to leave. Every knee must bow of things in heaven, earth, and hell. Satan must bow his knee. The devil must bow his knee to the name of Jesus Christ. Say, that's mighty bold, Pastor. Yes. Amen. It is. And you need to be mighty bold. We've been cowards too long. We've been bowing down, bowing down to the devil too long. The church is, has taken more than they, than they ought to take, has taken more than they need to take. Thank God you don't have to take it anymore. If seeing comes knocking at your door, you can say, Oh, no, not me. I'm not going that way. I resist you in the name of Jesus. I don't care how pretty it looks, right? How strong it looks or how rich it looks or how uh, much of a uh, blessing you think it might be. You just tell sin you're not interested. Praise God. You got better things to do. Jesus lives inside of you and greater is he that's in you than he that's in this world. You're not going to participate because you've got something better that you've already ate. Amen. You found Jesus and you found something better than that. You already been down that road. You ought to figure out after a while that it ain't doing you any good. Be smarter than the devil. He's doomed for hell. Thank God you're not. Amen. Thank God you're doomed for heaven. Hallelujah. We won't say doomed, but you're bound for heaven. You're on your way to glory. You're on your way to heaven. You might as well enjoy the trip. Somebody shout amen in here. Glory to God. So resist the devil. When the devil knocks at your door, just tell him you're not interested. Look through the peephole and say, no thank you. If he knocks on your door, rings the doorbell. If you have an intercom system, say, we're not interested. Don't even open the door. Don't even go to the door. Just push the button and say, we're just not interested. He says, but no, butts here. Get your butt out of here. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Glory to God. How many remember that movie, Home Alone? First, first one. That little kid, you know, got some firecrackers. <laughs> Put that movie on, cued it in just right. How many remember that? Sometimes a thief needs a little influence. And you need, to, you need to use your power of influence in the name of Jesus. The power of the Holy Ghost. The power of the name of Jesus. In the name. Some of y'all are stuck on that movie now. Come on back here. Hallelujah. I want you to know you're never home alone. You're never alone. Jesus said, I'll always be with you. I'll never leave you, never forsake you. He will never forget you. He'll never forget you and leave you by yourself. Praise God. He's always with you. He's always there. You can trust in him, and he'll never leave you. You can stand your ground because Jesus is with you. Hallelujah. He's backing you 100%. Heaven's backing you. When you speak the name of Jesus, heaven will back you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. It's like the little chihuahua under the Doberman. You know, a little chihuahua just... You know, they can bark like they're bad. But they're glad that the Do- their Doberman's in the same house. Somebody can back them up. You know, Jesus can back you up. He's for you. If God be for you, who can be against you? You're on the winning side. You're not on the losing side. You're on the winning team. Jesus is Lord and head of the church, and he's given you authority over the devil, and you can exercise your right of authority anytime, any place, any nation of the world, so surely you can right there at your house. Praise the Lord. No matter where you live, no matter where you are, no matter what job you're on, No matter what you're faced with, praise God, you're never alone. God's with you, and you can stand up and say, devil, get out of my way. In Jesus' name, I break your power. I take authority over that fear. I take authority over that intimidation. I take authority over that sickness, over that disease. I take authority in the name of Jesus. You have to bow your knee because everything has a name. Just call it what it is. Glory to God. Don't give it a face that it doesn't have. Amen. Amen. Treat it like it's sin. Treat it just like it's the devil. If he's knocking at your door trying to offer you some of his goods, just go ahead and treat it like it's the devil. Say, oh, no. Praise the Lord. You're going to have to go somewhere else with that package. This is the, the devil's delivery service knocking at your door don't open the door I said don't open the door don't give any place don't give any place to the devil said father I'm submitted to the word what do you have to say about this whatever God has to say is what you need to say whatever he says is what you say and if you'll say what he says the devil don't have a chance now, I know that bothers some folks when you talk like that, but I'm just telling you what the Bible said. The devil's already been whipped. The devil's already lost against Jesus. He's already been destroyed. That's what Hebrews 2:14 said. He's already been destroyed. He's not as big as he thinks he is, and he's not as big as you might think he is. So the devil has this trick. He tries to blow himself up like he's some great thing. And that he's going to control your life with what he has brought into your life. Or then he just likes to hide out and act like he's not there. Come on. So he likes for people to either just blow him up like he's so great, he's so powerful, or just ignore that he even exists. And neither one are true. He does exist, but he's a defeated adversary. He's a defeated foe. Praise God forever. And if you learn how to effectively resist the devil... Get the word in your mouth. Do like Jesus did. In Luke, it just says that he spoke the word. When the devil said, Jesus said. And you got to get like that. When the devil says, you got to say. When the devil said something, you just need to say what the Bible said. Every time Jesus spoke the word. And do you realize, every time, the devil had to shut up. So he came up with another one. Each time he came up with another angle. But Jesus spoke the word and shut him down. Don't reason with the devil. Don't sit and talk about it long. Just go ahead and say what the word said. Just tell him what the Bible says. And when you do, it shuts him up. So he may come in from another angle. But you just, again, say what the word says. And sometimes the devil, you know, he'll keep trying to nag your mind. And when he does... You just keep saying what God said. And he'll just get tired. You can outlast the devil. I said, you can outlast the devil. He already knows he's been whipped. He just wants to keep it from you. He wants to keep it from you. He wants to keep it a secret. But God wants to reveal his defeat and Christ's victory. Hallelujah. God wants to reveal who Jesus is and who the devil is not and who you are in Christ. Praise God. Somebody shout amen. 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 Turn over with me to Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 26 says, Be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Well, everybody has emotion. They have anger, you know. I'm sure you're perfect and you've never had any anger. Probably never had any pressure either, right? But everybody has emotions. It's what you do with them that's going to make the difference. He said, be angry and sin not. In other words, don't stay that way. Don't let the sun go down upon your wrath. One translation says, don't let it go down still nursing you. You know, sometimes the devil wants you to nurse your hurt. Somebody treats you wrong. Somebody does you wrong. Somebody says something just a little offensive. He likes for you to take your bottle and go sit in the corner. Come on now. So I'm not going to church. Those people don't like me. You'd be amazed at how many people have stayed out of church because they think somebody doesn't like them or somebody didn't speak to them or somebody didn't treat them properly. No, you just tell the devil, shut up. I'm going to church. I'm going to hear the word and shut your mouth. Glory to God. Just get up. Just get up. Don't let the devil tell you that lie. It's a lie from hell. Praise the Lord. If He tries to put you, put it down, you just regurgitate. Spit it out. Come on. You got to remember it somehow. I'm helping you. Praise the Lord. If he tries to stick that bottle in your mouth, so I'm not taking that. I'm a child of God. I'm, I'm more mature than that. Hallelujah. It's one thing if you're a baby, but if you've, you've had some time to grow, get up and act like you're at least a child. Amen. Get up and act like you're an adult. If you've been saved for a good while, a good number of years, get up and say, no, no, I'm going to help somebody. There's somebody that feels like I do, but I'm going to go help them. I'm going to go tell them that I love them. Instead of receiving all the accusations of the devil against the body of Christ, you ought to get up and say, I got something to say about that. Jesus loves us all. Hallelujah. And he loves them, and I'm going to go help them to believe that God loves them, that we love them. Can you hear me? Now he says, don't let the sun go down, still nursing it, neither give place to the devil. You mean when you're nursing your hurts, you're giving place to the devil? In fact, sometimes that's one of the uh, main ways the devil works against people's lives. Believers especially. They got a little offended. But you don't have to take offense. It's not a perfect world. It's not a perfect church. When we get perfect, we'll all be in heaven. And if you're looking for the perfect church, when you get there, you'll find out it's messed up because you showed up. Don't look at me like you're so holy. We all know better. Amen. There is no perfect church. Everything's perfect. Everybody's perfect. No, we're all growing. And we have to learn to grow together like a family. Amen. I mean, if your body, your whole body, we're the body of Christ. If the body is growing together, I mean, you don't, if, if, you know, if one of your parts got hurt, you don't cut it off. No, you heal it up. Praise the Lord. Don't give place to the devil. Give no place. One translation says, don't give him a foothold. Don't give him a loophole. Don't leave a crack in the door because your offense and your hurt feelings is just a crack for the devil to slither in. No, just shut it on his head. Praise God. Oh, kick him out. Praise God. Shut the door on the devil. Give no place to the devil. Don't let the devil talk you out of the kingdom of God. Don't let the devil talk you out of the house of God. Don't let, you, let the devil talk you out of relationship with the body of Christ. Don't let the devil keep you away from God's people. Why? Because God wants to restore you, heal you, make you whole, make you strong, and make you an influence so that you can make a difference in the world that you live
1: in. The Bible says, Whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. TODAY YOU CAN CALL ON JESUS, YOU CAN CALL ON HIM FOR YOUR SALVATION. SALVATION IS A GIFT, IT'S NOT SOMETHING YOU HAVE TO WORK FOR OR YOU HAVE TO EARN BY YOUR OWN MERITS, IT'S SOMETHING THAT YOU RECEIVE BY SIMPLE FAITH IN THE FACT THAT JESUS DIED FOR YOUR SIN AND THAT GOD RAISED HIM AGAIN FROM THE DEAD. JUST PRAY THIS SIMPLE PRAYER RIGHT NOW AND CALL ON THE NAME OF JESUS. SAY, DEAR GOD, I BELIEVE IN MY HEART THAT JESUS CHRIST IS THE SON OF GOD. THAT HE DIED FOR MY SIN, AND THAT YOU RAISED HIM AGAIN FROM THE DEAD. I CONFESS YOU, JESUS, AS THE LORD OF MY LIFE. I RECEIVE YOU AS MY LORD AND MY SAVIOR. FRIEND, IF YOU PRAYED THAT PRAYER TODAY, YOU ARE SAVED, YOU'RE A CHILD OF GOD. GOD IS YOUR FATHER, AND HE HAS A GREAT PLAN FOR YOUR FUTURE. GIVE US A CALL TODAY AT THE NUMBER ON YOUR SCREEN. WE WANT TO SEND YOU A BOOK FREE OF CHARGE WITH NO OBLIGATION ON YOUR PART. IT'S OUR DESIRE TO BE A HELP TO YOU IN YOUR SPIRITUAL LIFE. And we believe the best years of your life are ahead. Do your prayers go unanswered? Do you feel disconnected from God?
0: Pastor David Sheeran's Steps to Answered Prayer can help you better understand how to pray more effectively. This four DVD or CD set will help you reconnect with God through prayer and provide the steps to get your prayers answered. Buy now. Steps to Answered Prayer. For a gift of $24 for the CD set or $32 for the DVD set, you can order this product by calling 866-700-WORD or contacting us online at wordoflifelasvegas.com. Order now and see your...